Hi, welcome to The Big Couch. It's your host, Asfira. And Jack. And today we're here with Elliot Rosignoli, who specializes with coding and cybersecurity, and Georgia Pearson in philosophy. And today we'll be talking about how we stay human in a digitalized society. Regarding being a human in such a digital world, mm-hmm. as Vera, do you know how much time you spend on social media? Way too much. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pull out my... Okay, um, well, I know mine. It's 40 minutes each day. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. What about you, Georgia? I just looked and I actually spend 24 minutes each day. Okay, she's a um, she's a social media conscious queen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have I a try my best. I think it's... Is it activity? Yeah, it's activity. Oh, I'm just, I'm just seeing like audience impressions and stuff. Oh, he's on business mode. Yeah. 81% of my followers are from Perth. 2% oh. are from okay, Melbourne. Okay, well, we don't care about that. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to look. Um, hmm. Hmm. What about you, Elliot? Do you spend any time on social media? I normally check mine in the morning mm. and then I leave it for the rest of the day and then I check it at night, send messages, and then that's all good. Yeah. See, that's wow. what happens when you have things to do during the day. <laughs> See, I have no things to do. How do you find it? Is it under screen t- time, isn't it? Yeah. Social networking, one hour and 23 minutes per day. Whoa. We have a winner. Yeah. Oh, you I don't know if that, is that a winner? Is, is like, that did, did I winner? really win? Like, Instagram so is 37 minutes. Um, Snapchat is 27. Minecraft is 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so what do you think? Should, should social media be a job? What do you think, Elliot? I personally think that if someone is willing to employ someone, to check out social media and try and influence people online, I mm. think that's good. They're being paid to do that. Yeah. If they enjoy that, it's great. And it's up to our job as people who follow social media what affects us and what doesn't. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Georgia? Um, yeah, I kind of agree. So initially I would say definitely not. I think mm. I, yeah, I hate the idea of that as a job. Yeah. But then I just think it's inevitable. I think that as the media is growing and changing, I think we have to change with it. And I feel like we have to em- embrace that. And I think if that's going to come a job, then it's going to come a job. Yeah. And I feel like mm-hmm. as humans, we like look at everything as like a business opportunity. Mm. And Living I think we have to accept that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, yeah. And I was also thinking, isn't it better that individuals are gaining something as well as like multinational corporations? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not just Instagram gaining from this. It's also, like, isn't it important that we can get something out of it as well? Right. So do you think that within, um, with, like, influencing being a job nowadays, mm. is that really, like, can you call that a legitimate job? What do you think, Elliot? Um, if you're being paid, if you're being influential, and if you're not causing any legal troubles, I think that should be a job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like it's such a weird, it's such a weird concept, but... Yeah, I feel like it's... It's become a job, so that's what it is. So, okay, what do you guys think of this statement? We live in a simultaneously growingly opaque yet more transparent society. So what it means by that is that we we live in a more complex society with the internet, with all this kind of plethora of information Mm. that we can Mm -hmm. gain access to for free. But then... um, So it's very, very complex and every... You can be so hidden in the internet as well, right? 
but then we actually we put our identities online for everyone to see and access. So that's this transparency. It's like we can hide under everything, but then we can be seen so much more mm. than ever before. Georgia? Um, I think it's <laughs> terrifying, really. There's, like, there's evidently a growing transparency that comes with social media. Mm. Um, and with that definitely comes the challenge of like navigating and through that world and working out what yeah. is transparent and what isn't really like, as we were saying before, catfishing, fake news, yeah, advertising, photoshopping. Mm. Like, I think the only like positive move we can make for that in the future is if those people who influence us the most are more transparent about what they do. Mm. Right. Like, models being more transparent about whether they're being photoshopped mm. or... Yeah, I mean, fake news, it's, like, hopeless. What do, what do we do about that? How yeah. can we tell? We do see a lot more of that nowadays, though, don't we? Yeah. We see artists exposing... Um, like, for example, the other day, Billie Eilish. I don't know if you heard about that. Mm. Billie Eilish was on this, um, like, Swedish cover. Okay. What they did was they photoshopped her, like, nude, I'm oh. pretty sure, on the cover and used her face without consent. Oh, no. On the cover of the magazine. That brings on another issue because she's young. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's, she's 17. She's, oh. oh, she's younger than me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I've got a question for Elliot. Oh, yeah, go on. Sure. Um, talking about coding, mm-hmm. Elliot, do you reckon it's an important skill to have, especially in such a, you know, growing society? Uh, our world is digitalizing faster than we can think about it, and coding is definitely an important skill. I think it's now 70% of possible jobs out there require some sort mm. of skill in coding or otherwise. Dang. Uh, I personally... <laughs> You're like, oh, I need no. to get onto that grind real quick, man. <laughs> uh, I, I personally find it a very useful skill because yeah. I just like knowing how things work yeah. and mm. just the satisfaction of being able to code. Yeah. It's quite nice for me to be able to have that. Um, and definitely in a growing society where we mm. want to figure out what's real and what's not. Mm. Yeah. If um, you can figure out, oh, how, how could I fake this? Yeah. And there's obviously someone else out there who can too. So what do you, mm. so you do coding. So what I does do that coding, entail? Yeah. So um, regularly like uh, at ECU, yeah. we do CCTFs, which is coding capture the flag, mm-hmm. uh, where two teams try to hack into the same page through various challenges and they often have to use coding or some sort of cryptography based puzzle to try and go through and what coding enables us to do is do things humans can't Mm. such as guess every password possible aka brute forcing something Mm. which is just trying everything until we get what we need yeah so um that's why it's a good thing to have like a symbol in your password because brute force machines don't like that Mm -hmm. Mm. um that's scary (laughs) (laughs) like me like putting symbols on my my passwords now yeah the the problem is sometimes to get too complex for us to remember easiest ways to just get something you can remember Mm. and just replace like the letter a with an at symbol yeah or Uh. something simple like that yeah Mm. uh but what coding why coding is an important skill is because if we digitalize ourselves and we digitalize the world around us we begin to lose touch with the real world if we don't yeah. know how that world operates because we need to be running That's the so digital true. world yeah That's the true. digital world can't run us isn't it scary then in that case <laughs> because like you said coding is becoming like a very important skill and we're in this growing digital world then is it possible that those who are in power now with these huge digital companies then start being kind of the new elites and they kind of like play us as puppets. Can that be like, is that like a thing that may happen or is already happening? What do you think, Georgia? 
I think maybe that's why it's important that people like Elliot are learning these skills. So mm. if we have, if that's part of our education now, then we're less likely to be controlled, I guess. Yeah. Using Twitter to communicate and change real society, like Trump on Twitter, a very, mm. very like controversial example. Do you guys think about politicians using Yeah, I think it's definitely dangerous, but I think it is also kind of great that we have this unsanitized version of everyone's opinions. I think mm. in the past, everything's kind of been cleaned up so yeah. that it's like desirable. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Versus now we can kind of see how stupid Trump is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not um, how it influences everyone, though, clearly. Yeah. It also comes down to media bias and, mm, right. you know, journalism, uh, journalists, sorry. In a, such a modern world, they're being kicked off newspapers and their jobs being have been um, replaced by influencers who, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, journalists usually go to events and they recount everything. Yeah. Influencers will go to the event and it will all be about the cool. influencer rather than the actual event. Right. So it's all about what kind of, um, you know, perspective you have Mm. as a journalist and as an audience. We have to be conscious of that. Yeah, what do you think, Elliot? It is a lot cheaper just to run your campaign online. Mm. Yeah. And and that's a good thing. We're spending less money on that and we can put it towards other things. Mm. Um, And it's a good good reason because you have to look at the positives as well as the negatives. It's not just politicians who are using their opinions to influence. It's other people can influence them in other ways. So mm. uh, it's also a good thing in the opposite perspective. We can tell a politician what we want. Yes, it's so, more direct conversation. Yeah. yeah, and that's actually why a lot of people tend to vote for a person. They uh, send them a little message saying, hey, you could try this. And if they reply back, you know, the person starts to have confidence in that person mm. that they really are running yeah. for democracy as well. If the politician ignores their comments or doesn't mm. even reply, they just seem to think he's obviously not the man for the job or mm. woman for the job or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I love that communication. I, it's, I think it's so important that we can now communicate internationally and yeah. see everyone's opinion so mm. that we can then develop our own opinion. I think, like, if you look at China, for example, mm. their, like, national happiness. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're so social medially excluded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know, like, they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I think that, I think that sucks. I think it's really (laughs) such an important part of our livelihood to be able to look at people's, other people's opinions, other people's interests, other Mm. people's cultures Mm. and have that influence us. But does that then create more divide or more unity? What do you Mm. think, Elliot? I mean, talking about countries that are trying to exclude themselves, I think Russia's trying to build its own internet just for Russia. Wait, when you say (laughs) own internet, you don't just mean like own social media platform, like actual... Like the internet. So you know the World Wide Web, which anyone can access at any time? But Russia are thinking of just building their own one because they don't like what America's doing to them. They're like, oh, America owns this. So we can't do that. And America's trying Ah. to push Russia into a corner. Mm. And they're just like, oh, screw it. We can just make our own. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Then does that mean, do the negative effects outweigh the positive when it comes to social media or the internet in general? Um, I personally think that the positives outweigh the negatives just because, I mean, I I like living in a globalised society where countries Mm. are actually helping each other rather than just living in ignorance. But, I mean, obviously we have the negatives of, terrorism online and Mm. just people putting negative things on the internet which just makes it a lot more chaotic yeah personally i think rather than influences what we need is people who actually clean up the internet 
because so far we're cleaners on the internet. Cyber cleaners. Cyber cleaners. That could be a real job. No, seriously. That would be a good job. Isn't that just like people who monetize things? Monetize? Monetize? You mean monetize? It could be out there. It's been a long day. Isn't it just people who just um yeah moderators moderate yeah yeah that could be out there I'm not entirely certain but. It, it, it's nice to think that there should be someone on the internet cleaning up after other people because we all share that space and although it's infinite, you know, just one little mistake and we can end up looking at something really disgusting that yeah. can really put us off our day or yeah. that can really influence someone in the wrong way. Then or it could be an invasion of privacy or anything. Then do you guys think we should look at the internet more of a physical space rather than a cyberspace? Like, because you keep bringing up the idea of cleaning up the space and we have to mm. look after the space. Mm. What do you think about that, Georgia? Yeah. I think that's definitely an interesting... I can't really get my head around that at all. Like, whenever <laughs> someone talks about the internet, I'm like, but it's what too, is it? Yeah, like, I want to be able to see it. I want to be able to feel it. Just a bunch of ones and uh, zeros. Yeah. yeah. That's all it is. That's the scary part. That's, it's just numbers. <laughs> um, do you guys know anything... I don't know if you've been watching the news recently, but have you heard anything about the ABC raids? No? Do you know anything about it? Um, so pretty much it was uh, the government decided to raid the ABC headquarters over in the east mm. and they, was it the, like the extraction of like journalism? They just like went into old files, mm. um, dug up old things because the media and especially ABC will talk about a sp specific perspective on um, a topic. So say we were talking about Asvira and say she had committed a crime. <laughs> say Asvira has committed a crime. Me as a journalist would either explore the good in Asvira or I could be, you know, targeting Asvira. So yeah. they went into the ABC headquarters and looked at all those files and looked at the evidence. Everyone's playing an angle, right? And so those yeah. um, the raids are to kind of discourage whistleblowers. Do you want to talk? Do you want to, do you want to come in? Oh, come no. on, Sophie. Come uh, on, have a little. This is our producer, Sophie. Basically, the High Court found that we have an implied right to freedom of political communication within Section 7 and 24 of the Commonwealth Constitution. So to be able, for citizens to be able to vote, they need to be able to decide on who they're voting for. And corporations like ABC and other journalism places allow us to look at and see different things about politicians and political stories. And the government has been slowly kind of closing down on that right and taking away and limiting those rights, being able to look into um, personal properties, taking away so things like the ABC raids doing that. And then there was also something about the Australian Federal Police being able to view your... Metadata. Yes, that's oh, yeah. it. So, yeah. Here, please take mm. over. <laughs> Do you know anything about metadata? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that the Federal Police is able to keep that metadata for two years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they can look at it at any time, but the scary part is you can't. Yes, that's it. So... Oh. Yes, yeah, so there, yeah, there is a huge case about it back in 2017, I'm pretty sure. So the bill, the data protection bill, that was passed in 2014. So that allowed the federal police to keep that data and, you know, big companies like Telstra. So those telecommunication companies are able to keep it for two years at a time. But in 2017, there is this there was this case, Telstra versus the privacy commissioner. And commissioner argued as like, oh, at the, sorry, the high court found that actually not all metadata are considered personal mm. personal information so that means some of those data that are ours are not protected under the protect um, the privacy acts of australia so that can just be used by anyone and so this and the scary part like what elliot said is that we can't access it only they can so then that's like the whole debate do you reckon the future of the internet is scary 
Are you scared by the future of the internet? Are you scared actually, by the future? <laughs> I'm actually delighted <laughs> because um, in a six years or so, by the time I'm doing my ECU degree or whatever, mm -hmm. yeah. virtual reality is going to be on on the tip of its whatever. It's going to mm -hmm. be riding the big profit wave. Yeah. It's it's going to be new and it's and um, something very interesting that happens with virtual realities. It's now being used as a medicine for dementia. Oh, so right. um, there's this old. <gasps> I heard man. about that. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? What? So there was an old man called Vincenzo. He used yeah. to live in Italy, I think. <laughs> and he came to Australia um, with his wife. Yeah. Um, and over time, he developed dementia. And now he couldn't remember his wife. He just thought he was back in Italy working as a blacksmith. And I learned this at ECU. I think either they or someone they're closely associated with built a little virtual reality sequence of him back in Italy so that when he put it on, because he was just in the hospital tearing paper all day, that's, that's all he was doing. He was mm -hmm. in a pretty bad condition. So they developed this little software for him, and when he put on the headset, it was quite realistic, so we thought, it, it wasn't like a game or anything, it was just photos yeah. mm. of him back in Italy. And he started thinking, oh yes, this is right, this is where I am. Mm -hmm. And then slowly over time, they started fast-forwarding those photos to the present day. Oh. So, so he was reconnecting. So he was reconnecting yeah. his memory, so by exposing him back to these photos, um, he started remembering things. And th that really helped him. And eventually, over time, they put his wife back in, who at the oh. time couldn't touch him. She, uh, he kept on claiming assault. <laughs> it, it, it gets really bright in the end, because eventually they're able mm. to put the wife back in the life. And yeah. he's never That's been happier now. Wow. Um, Fascinating. It's amazing. Yeah. That's something... We, yeah. we've, we're kind of on the cusp of a cure. We know nothing, like virtually nothing about. Yeah. Virtually. virtually. <laughs> <Hey>. But Jojo, <laughs> what do you think about this idea of the virtual reality being somewhere that people spend a lot of the time in? This fake world. Simulation. Simulations. <gasps> what do you think of that? Can, is it that going to be problem? It freaks me out, really. <laughs> I think it is becoming a thing that you need to be able to tell the difference. For sure. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, you know... You're lost in... Getting lost in Yeah. yeah. Lost in but it, it's world. a bright future, I think. Biologically, do we think that an interaction with someone on virtual reality would have the same effect on you as like an actual well, interaction? I, I don't think this should be allowed as sort of online connection to other people in virtual reality. That could get really messy. Mm. We're going to play a little game here, which is our version of numbers and letters without the numbers. <laughs> so it's just letters. Yeah. And this is how we're going to play. So you will. we have a selection of eight letters. And in those, we get a combination of either vowels or consonants and Elliot and Georgia you'll be able to pick how many vowels and how many consonants you want and then after that we have 30 seconds to come up with the longest word we can using those letters you don't have to use all the letters you just have to use those letters to come up with the longest word and you win if you use all the letters mm -hmm. you can't use the letter twice nope unless there's unless a double repeated. yeah yeah okay yeah I reckon should we get a timer going yeah get a timer going. Georgia yes what would you like a vowel. We have an E. We have an E. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll take another vowel. Vowel of what? That's a. That's another E. Another E. <laughs> You're, no, this is e, this is e, this e. is easy. This is easy. Easy. No, but E's are in literally yeah, everywhere in English language. Next, yeah. I'm gonna go for a consonant. Mm -hmm. uh, George's chosen D. consonant. That's a D. Mm -hmm. Elliot. Ed. <laughs> Yeah, I think we need another consonant. Oh, Eddie. No, Eddie. Georgia? Why? I vowel, please. 
Hey. Hey. Okay. Girl, the, mo- the more vowels we have, the harder it's going to be, I think. Idia. <laughs> uh, is it consonant? Okay. Okay. Idiac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a vowel. God, you love your vowels. I do. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, I have to go for a consonant uh, or else it's going to be impossible. Yeah. J. Okay, just to repeat the letters, we that have... looks Swedish. Two E's, a D, <laughs> Y, A, K, O, and a J. Yeah. Your time... E-E-D-Y-A-K-O-J. I just want to try and say this before we start. Idiakoj. Okay. Um, yeah, this is Swedish. <laughs> it is a, yeah, it's Swedish. It's Ikea. It's Ikea's Ikea. next. But, uh, anyway. Your time starts now. Oh, no. I'm already stuck. Y'all, I only watch Letters and Numbers. I don't... I've only got a three-letter word, and I think it's as good as it's going to get. Wait, can we use slang, or does it have to be an actual no. word? I think it's an actual it word. It has to be an actual <laughs> word. Yeah. Oh, what no. What were you thinking of using? I want to know now. I was going to use Oki. Oh my god, me too. I only just got... Is that a word? That is not a word. That counts? Whoa. What? (laughs) That was so quick. (gasps) Guys, I didn't write anything down. (laughs) Girl. Okay, we'll go around the circle. Georgia, what did you get? (laughs) I wrote day. I was thinking. Okay, three letters. Three letters. Three letters. That's not bad. Not bad. Georgia's with day. Do you want to write that down, Miss (gasps) Cassie? Day. That's cheating. Nothing. <laughs> okay. Jack? Oh, oh, oh. Me? Yeah. I got Deke. D-E-A-K. Is that a real word? word? Let's De- check it on the dictionary. Deacon? Beacon. Is it a real word? Yes. yes, it is. What does it mean? It's a noun. Deke is a noun. It's a Hungarian statement, Minister of Justice. <gasps> oh, that's a real word. Hungarian uprising. You're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn, Dang. That's kind of cool. Okay, vocab queen. It was demand. He demanded the extension to the peasant of the right buying land and better security for people and property. There we wow. Go. History lesson there. Wow. Deek. Well, I I have a five letter word. Ooh. Joked. J o k e d. Oh. That's very good. I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Thank you. Jarrah had that one too. <laughs> <gasps> Yay! And Elliot, Elliot? you have uh, to beat her here. I just got Oki and Doki. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you put them together, if it's Oki Doki. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are out of time this oh, afternoon no. with this recording. It has been a pleasure having you guys here talking about ethics and mm. online security. It's been awesome having you guys here today. It um, has thank been you for joining super us. insightful, you guys. Thank, thank you, thank you so us. much. It's been yeah, lovely. And the little send-off message we have today mm-hmm. is... What have you got, Jack? What have you got? I'm going to say goodbye in binary. Okay. Zero one zero 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 one zero zero one 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 zero zero one zero one one zero zero one zero one. Thank you, Jack. Au revoir, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We're your hosts, Jack and Isvira. We'll be back with another episode next month. So if you guys would like to contribute to an episode, on the bio of our podcast page, you can find our email and you can shoot us an email to ask us questions and we'll try to answer them in the next episode. Thanks for tuning into The Big Couch. Thank you to Raf for our theme song, Kiara McCoy for our artwork, and to the rest of our podcast team, including our wonderful editors, Jarrah and Tom. And we will see you all next month. Waiters. <laughs>